New Orleans Saints offensive weapon helps to put together the team's what I'm calling best game of the season in win against the Los Angeles Rams. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much as always, making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget we're free and available on all podcast apps and on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, CrescentCitySports.com, USA Today's Saints Wire, Tuesdays on Locked On NFL. And here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. In today's episode of Locked on Saints, a Victory Monday episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Daily fantasy made easy in the way that it should be. You simply pick two to five players, choose whether or not they're going to come in at more or less than their Prize Picks projection, and it's you versus the house. You get those right, you can win up to 10 times your entry. And first-time users can get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 by simply using the promo code locked on. It's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Tell you more about them later. We're going to talk right now about these New Orleans Saints. Hey, it's a victory Monday here on New Orleans Saints. I don't care how you feel about the Los Angeles Rams. I know they're not a good team, but we're going to enjoy us a victory Monday here on the show. You better believe it. It's only our fourth one so far. So what are we going to discuss on today's episode? Well, I'm going to tell you why the young players on the New Orleans Saints are giving you the bright outlook that you deserve when it comes to the New Orleans Saints future whether you're talking about the rest of the season, but more importantly, seasons upcoming, why this was the best game that the New Orleans Saints have put together so far, even though it wasn't a shutout like we saw against the Las Vegas Raiders. And first, Taysom Hill. Whoa, Taysom Hill. Boy, wasn't that a fun, fun, fun game to watch? Because Taysom Hill leads the way. Yes, I know Andy Dalton was named the starting quarterback, but just as I mentioned on Thursday's episode with Travis Rogers. Andy Dalton was the starter, but Taysom Hill needed to be the star of this game. Now, Taysom Hill's numbers aren't going to blow any anything out of the water, right? Just over 50 rushing yards, one catch for eight yards, one completion on three targets to Chris Olave for 14 yards. Not the biggest Taysom Hill game. It wasn't what we saw against the Seattle Seahawks here in the Caesar Superdome, that's for sure. However, mixing him in, continuing to keep that Los Angeles Rams defense on their toes, back on their heels, whichever piece of leverage you hate more, that one, that had an impact in this game. Play action was one that was one that still worked, even though the Saints averaged less than four yards per carry in the run game. Believe it or not, you don't have to have a super successful run game in order for play action to work. You just have to commit to that run game, and the Saints were able to do that. Now the score helped. Taysom Hill spoke about it during, uh, after the game in his post-game presser, mentioning that because of sort of the, the 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 situations within this game that they were able to, it wasn't necessarily that they just kind of all of a sudden decided to get Taysom Hill involved. Taysom, as he explained it, it was kind of like, well, we finally got to call all the plays that we've been wanting to be, that they've wanted to call because they were in positive situations throughout this game. But But, but you best believe that a good portion of the reason why they were in those positive positions is because Taysom Hill continued to get mixed in and it kept that uh, Los Angeles Rams defense off balance. 
doesn't hurt at all that Aaron Donald wasn't a huge factor in this game. He had one hit on a quarterback. It was on Andy Dalton on the 53-yard touchdown pass to Chris Olave, so not a bad exchange there. Had a couple of tackles for a loss as well, but outside of that was, by Aaron Donald standards, blanked in this game. And so one of the things that we had discussed with Travis Rogers last week was how important it was to make sure that like, okay, focus on keeping Aaron Donald at bay, but don't give up a ton of pressure to these other guys. Saw the Saints give up four sacks in this game, but you'll take four sacks from the other guys and in a basic kind of like absence from Aaron Donald, then the alternative, right? You don't want the presence of Aaron Donald no matter what. And so Taysom Hill, what he was able to do in this game was change up the rhythm a ton, particularly in, in the first half. We saw the Saints go two drives where they just alternated. Taysom Hill, Andy Dalton, Taysom Hill, Andy Dalton, Taysom Hill, Andy Dalton. That put stress on a defense. And then there was no telegraphing what it was that Taysom Hill was going to do when he was on the field. Through three passes, ran a couple of zone reads where he handed the ball off to Alvin Kamara, let Alvin Kamara pick up some yards, a couple of passes, a couple of plays where he held on to the ball, a couple of plays where they ran the QB power. It all was, it, it wasn't, like I said, as impactful. You didn't see the big 60 yard breakaway run, but again, you had to keep punching in order to give yourself a, a, a fighter's chance. That's what we talked about last week. And the Saints got it done. Now, listen, I saw all week Taysom Hill getting reps at quarterback. And so I kept telling you, don't be surprised if Taysom Hill gets to see you know, a lot of action in this game. So listen, listen to me, listen to me when I'm speaking to you. But it, it was a good thing to see. And, and I think what this means most importantly is what happens moving forward. I, I don't think that at this point, what we have seen from Taysom Hill over the course of these past few weeks, what happens when he's absent versus what happens when he gets consistently mixed in, that you can move forward without making a concerted effort to get him mixed in. Now, the Saints will always make a concerted effort. And as Andy, as uh, head coach Dennis Allen said after the game, a different opponent means a different game plan. Completely understand that. But every single one of these game plans should include a lot of Taysom Hill moving forward throughout the rest of the season. What, what you got to lose? What you got to lose? It was one of the other things that Taysom Hill kind of talked about in this game. He was very candid after this. It was a great interview. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, you can find it over on the Saints YouTube page. I'll, I'll, I'll mix it into some of the show I hear throughout the week as well. But Man, one of the things that Taysom Hill talked about was that it was kind of like, yeah, we had our back against the wall, so might as well just call everything on the play sheet, see what works. I mean, just like go for it and everything. And it, it worked. It was great. It was fun. Like it was a fun game too. And I thought that that was something that you know, I think makes this one of the best games, if not the best game that the New Orleans Saints have put together so far this season. So uh, an important win for the New Orleans Saints. Listen, we're not going to talk about where the Saints are in the division, where they are in terms of their playoff hopes, where they are in terms of their postseason aspirations, anything like that. This is the first part of what Jarvis Landry talked to me about last week and that I brought to y'all last week, uh, the Saints finding a way to win games. And they find a way to win the games running through and allowing their offense to have a lot of Taysom Hill involved. Taysom Hill took 16 snaps at quarterback in this game, some of which no plays, things like that. But that's what you're looking for from this New Orleans Saints offense moving forward. It's not an Andy Dalton-led offense. It should be an Andy Dalton as your starting quarterback, but an Andy Dalton slash Taysom Hill-led offense as far as I'm concerned. And um, I think that we see why after a performance like today's, which I think which I think, was the New Orleans Saints' best performance of the season. But Ross, they shut out the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't care. This was the Saints' best performance of the season. I'll tell you why I believe that as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on State. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Total Wines and More. I'm a frequent customer of Total Wines and More because your boy likes wine. He also likes whiskey. He also likes bourbon. 
And uh, they have the selection. When I say the selection, I mean the selection. It is the holiday season after all. So you can find what you're looking for over at Total Wines and more. With so many great bottles to choose from, it's going to be easy to find your favorite Cabernet, find your favorite Chardonnay, or if you like me and you like Malbec, you can find a good, good, like deep but bright wine as well. Love a good red wine. Uh, or any of the perfect gifts for anybody that's on your wish list, you're going to be able to find them with the help of a friendly guide over at Total Wines and more. All of that with the confidence that you're going to be finding something special at the lowest price. So love what you find and find what you love over at Total Wines and more. Curbside pickup and delivery are available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Drink responsibly. Of course, be 21. Today's episode also brought to you by our friends over at Turo. Turo is a really cool ride share app. And basically what it is, is it's kind of like Airbnb, but for vehicles, right? So if you want to uh, rent a car, I would highly suggest checking out Turo as a much, much better alternative because you're going to be able to book any car that you want, wherever you want. And you could do it all from a community of local hosts as well, including some that will even bring the car to you wherever you are. So if you want to pick up something like a spacious SUV or a minivan for a family trip, maybe a luxury car for a special event, or if you want to do like Isaac did over at Locked On Mavericks, he wanted to test drive a Tesla, got himself a Tesla. You're going to be able to do this too for about any occasion or budget all across the US, UK, Canada, and good news coming soon to Australia as well. Good day, mate. I did that terribly, but it's okay. I wasn't actually trying the accent. Just wanted to say the phrase. Many of these guys are also going to be able to meet you wherever you want to get the car. They'll bring it right over to you. Every trip is also backed by liability, insurance terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. The New Orleans Saints put together, in my opinion, the best game of their season in their 27-20 win over the Los Angeles Rams. Appreciate you so much for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget to check out your second listen today over at Locked on Sports today, where they're going to be able to take you beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts bringing you the insight that only Locked on can provide on all the biggest moments across all of sports. Find them on this app, wherever you're listening, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Okay, so why am I saying that this is the best game that the New Orleans Saints have put together this season, even though they're saying shut out an opponent here in this very same stadium at home, 24 to 0 against Las Vegas Raiders? One of which is because I'm insane. The second part, though, is that if you think about it, in that game against Las Vegas Raiders, if we learned anything in the games that followed with the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Raiders kind of beat themselves in that one. Now, I'm not going to take anything away from the New Orleans Saints who shut out an opponent. It's very hard to blank an opponent, to goose egg an opponent in the NFL. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But it's a little bit easier when the, when the team keeps shooting themselves in the foot. Penalties, uh, you know, bad play calls. Uh, you know, not putting the ball in the hands of their playmakers. Honestly, a lot of the things that the New Orleans Saints have done so far this season that have shot them in the foot that they didn't do in this game. And that's, for me, where the difference is. The Los Angeles Rams didn't really do a ton to hurt themselves in this one. They didn't turn the ball over. They had a few penalties in this one. Shout out to the New Orleans Saints, by the way. Only two penalties in this game for, what, 15 yards? Not bad. And the last one was a false start on one of the final plays, like, like the punt 
um, late in the game. But the Rams kept punching 140 rushing yards in this game. The Rams were a league worse coming into this one. 68.1 yards rushing per game in the NFL. They put up 148 rushing yards, average 4.9 yards per carry on the ground up against a very, very injured um, New Orleans Saints defensive line that came in without Cam Jordan for the first time in his 160 plus game career due to injury, right? He missed the game last year because of COVID, but it took a co it took a, a COVID absence. And what Ian Rappaport reported this morning over at NFL Network, a an orbital bone fracture, which side note, I've heard the same thing. Uh, it, it, it took that to keep him out of this game. I mean, for him to miss two games in his career, like that's pretty incredible. But anyway, you were without Cam Jordan. You were without Marcus Davenport, who are, especially this season, your top run stoppers, right? The interior defensive line has struggled so far this season. They haven't been getting, they've been getting pushed a ton. They haven't reset the offensive line in favor of themselves or the line of scrimmage in favor of themselves much this season. So you really took away their best players at those edge defenders when it comes to stopping the run. Then you saw Peyton Turner get back there and make a stop, actually from a play that had pretty good interior push, by the way. And then in that, he ends up hurting his ankle, and then he gets carted off the field, and then he's out. And I don't know that we're going to see uh, Peyton Turner for a little while now, especially based upon the way that injuries have impacted the Saints and how much missed time the Saints have gathered up over the course of these past uh, over the course of this season so far. So, so they punched. I mean, you, you saw 148 rushing yards on 30 carries in this game. The Sa- uh, the the Rams are only averaging 21.2 carries per game coming into this one. You saw the big 62-yard touchdown from Matt Stafford to 2-2 Atwell that you just knew was going to be a touchdown the moment that Matt Stafford let that one go. I mean, 2-2 Atwell, 4-3-9 speed, just blazing past Chris uh, uh, Chris Harris Jr. And by the way, shout out to Chris Harris Jr. for responding to that and having a pretty good game uh, after that, had a pretty good game before that too. But I think that one of the things that makes this kind of the best game for me in terms of the Saints was the fact that they met so much adversity in-game and had to overcome it. They had to bounce back. They had to punch back. They had to respond, and they did so in the second half. Saints scored two touchdowns in the third quarter, one in a pass to Jarvis Landry, another on the big 53-yard touchdown to Chris Olave. We'll discuss Chris Olave and how fantastic he was in this game here in a little bit as we look at the, the young stars and why you should be excited about them in the future of this team. But then they only allowed six points in the second half, and that was a New Orleans Saints kind of staple all last year was no touchdowns in the second half, right? Like they, There were so few games in which they allowed touchdowns in the second half, even despite injury and all that. And we saw that in this game too. The Saints didn't have Pete Werner, their best line, like probably their most consistent player all season. Um, they didn't have their two starting edge rushers. The safeties continued to struggle. It, it was a game in which everything could have gone wrong, but you know what? It didn't because Caden Ellis stood up, because Carl uh, Granderson stood up, because Demario Davis played uh, his, his head off. I mean, it was awesome. And, and, Taste, excuse me, Taysom, Alante Taylor, not the same thing at all. Alante Taylor and Paul Sandivo also had excellent games over on the perimeter. So I think you look at this New Orleans Saints team in this game and you look at the offense, you look at the defense, you look at the adversity that they face on both phases of the game um, in terms of injuries coming in, injuries that happened during the game, uh, early three and out by the Saints offense. I mean, there were like all of these little things that kind of stood out and, you know, a 10 point first half for the Saints offense, all that. But they bounced back and they counterpunched away from all of that. So to me, that's why this was their best game. They had to fight in this one and they had to fight adversity and they found a way to do that time in and time out. It was also probably the best game on the special team side so far. Um, you know, you'd love to see Rashid Shahid be able to break off a big return without 
a holding penalty happening away from the play, bringing it back. It's happened two weeks in a row now. Uh, somebody tried to tell me that it, you know the the returns were because of the penalties. No, like one of them was behind, and this one, like Justin Evans, like didn't have to do anything at all. And Rashid Shahid, Justin Evans could have completely missed the block, and Rashid Shahid had nothing but daylight up to the up to midfield. So you know you you want to see those things get cleaned up. The the Saints offensive, uh, excuse me, um, kick return coverage team also allowed a thirty four yard kick return, which is sub you know not substandard, not really what you're looking forward to. But Darren Rizzi was like on his game in this one, and I thought. Um, uh, did very, very well all the way down to the hands team, special teams being the thing that basically closed this game out, you know, not allowing the the Rams to be able to recover the kind of weird, but oddly probably could have worked drop kick for the, uh, for the, uh, onside kick. It wasn't a, a usual, uh, thing to where he kind of, you know, put it on a tee and then, and then booted it. He kind of punted it in a way. It was interesting, but the Saints did a good job from that. Um, and then on top of that, you also have for a second week in a row, perfect game from Will Lutz, uh, who looked like he nailed a 61 yarder in pregame. So, you know, he was feeling good. Uh, and then you also had a really nice uh, punt that pinned the Rams back on their own three yard line. Only the second time this season that a punt has forced the opposing team from the New Orleans Saints to start their drive within the 10 yard line, let alone uh, the four yard lines or the five yard line. So Really good stuff from the Saints over on that side of the ball, too. So that's why I look at this and I say, okay, this was a very complete game from the Saints. This was a game in which they had to respond in the moment. And it was a game where they had to deal with a massive shift at quarterback for the opposing team. When Matt Stafford ended up going out after a third down sack from Demario Davis ended a drive, he went, uh, Matt Stafford went off to the line of scrimmage, was off to the sideline, was in the injury tent, and was being evaluated for a concussion. He did not return for the second half. So Bryce Perkins, who the Saints prepared for as a change of pace quarterback, kind of the way that opposing teams have to prepare for Taysom Hill, um, they had to face him, a mobile quarterback, for the entire second half. And that's a big adjustment, a big shift to make. And you saw it in Bryce Perkins' first drive where the mobile game was really, really impactful. It was really effective. But the Saints defense bend, they don't break. And then again, they only allow two field goals in the second half, six points. So really, really good stuff from the New Orleans Saints in this one. Again, it's not time to start a second line down Bourbon Street or up Frenchman Street, my personal favorite, and figure out, you know, start talking about how all the Saints could still go to the playoffs and stuff like that. It ain't time for that right now. But for the New Orleans Saints, this is still an important win if they want to start momentum for themselves. It's also an important win if you're a fan that's even given up on the season so far. If you have no expectations for the season so far and you're looking forward to 2023, there are things in this game that you should be excited about. We'll break that down and I'll tell you exactly what as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Told you a little bit about them earlier. Let me tell you again. Imagine you head over to prizepicks.com. It takes you about 60 seconds to put in an entry, right? And you can win up to 10 times your entry by simply using your football knowledge. You don't have to go up against somebody else's lineup. You're not going up against thousands and thousands of lineups trying to win from some big, you know, invisible pool of money. No, no, no. None of that stuff. You just get to use your football knowledge. You go into a game and you say, okay, is Andy Dalton going to have more or less than this prize picks projection in terms of passing yards? Is Alvin Kamara going to have more or less than this prize picks projection in terms of rushing yards? You pick two to five players just like that. Get those right 10 times your entry. You can win. And if you're a first time user, you can also get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 by simply entering the promo code locked on. You'll see it at the bottom of your screen. I was right the first time. Uh, promo code locked on over at prizepicks.com. So you put down 100, they'll match 100. You put down 50, they'll match 50. It's that simple. So head over today, 
Download the PrizePix app or head over to prizepix.com. Use that promo code locked on to claim your 100% into the deposit match of up to $100 today. Let's get it, Huda Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a quick look at kind of what it is about this New Orleans. Let me just sit back in my chair for a second. I'm going to tell you what it is about this New Orleans Saints win that you should feel pretty good about, even if you're a fan that's kind of like punted on the season so far. Forget the background noise. I'm here in the Caesars Superdome, and they are the cleanup crews are getting their job done. Thank you for all of your work. Uh, really appreciate all of it. Um, so, why should you feel good about this win, even if you're somebody that's punted on the season so far? If you said, I have no expectations for the New Orleans Saints for the rest of this season, why why should you care about this win? Well, uh, here's a couple of reasons. Um, Chris Olave, uh, Taysom Hill, Caden Ellis, to an extent, Pete Werner. Let's not forget about Pete Werner, even though he wasn't on the field today. Uh, Cesar Ruiz, Ryan Ramchuk. Let's stop there. All of those guys, they're going to be Saints for a little while. Remember, Caden Ellis. Who was, who's been on the show twice before? Yeah, twice before. Has talked about how much he absolutely loves being in New Orleans. Demario Davis called him the best kept secret in the NFL. And he had a, I mean, he balled out on this field. Again, again, two weeks in a row that the Rams had tape on him and he still did it. 10 total sacks led the team there. One and a half sacks. He had a couple of tackle or he had a tackle for a loss and a pass breakup as well. I would say he also. Had a couple of passes defended, even though if he didn't get his hand on his ball on the ball to knock it away, he still impacted a couple of plays in the passing game. I mean, he was awesome. And so you look at what it is that Caden Ellis has done over the course of the past couple of games. You you compare that to what Pete Werner had done coming into that point until his injury. Chris Olave is without a doubt the best rookie wide receiver in the NFL. He came into this game leading. They're all rookies at wide receiver in targets, receptions, and receiving yards, and he did it again. <laughs> Had six targets, five catches, 102 receiving yards, the big 53-yard touchdown strike from Andy Dalton. He was awesome. Cesar Ruiz was awesome and faced a huge test. Now, now, of course, the Saints put a lot of hats on Aaron Donald, but you know, look, you're only as good as your weakest link, right? And so if Cesar Ruiz would have been a little bit off here, a little bit off there or whatever, then none of it would have mattered. So he performed extremely well yet again. Hasn't he had maybe like the biggest, he's probably the most improved player for the New Orleans Saints going into, uh, going into this season. <clears throat> I think you look at that, you look at, you know, obviously Ryan Ramchek, who's, who's been, you know, spectacular for a long time. Alvin Kamara, who's been great for a long time. Taysom Hill ain't going nowhere. He's on a long-term deal. So you look at all of those players, then you also look at Paulson Adebo and Alante Taylor, who had great games. These are the reasons that you're excited in terms of the outlook, even if you just want to turn the page to 2023 already, because these young guys are the guys who are going to be the makeup of this team for the future. Rashid Shahid, Chris Olave, Alante Taylor, Paulson Adebo, Caden Ellis, Carl Granderson, uh, Peyton Turner, uh, you know, unfortunate that he had the injury. These are the guys that are going to be the makeup of this team moving ahead and You've seen really good performances from them. And in some cases, you look at Alante Taylor, you, you take into consideration Pete Werner, you take into consideration Caden Ellis so far, Chris Olave. They have been good all season. It's not just this game. So the quote unquote young core, as the Los Angeles Lakers used to try to put it when they were trying to talk themselves into being a good team, is outstanding for this New Orleans Saints team. And so you have all of the building blocks to continue to build around. So if the Saints can answer long term their quarterback question, 
if they can answer long term what happens in their future post Cam Jordan, post Demario Davis at those positions, if they can figure out where they want to go at safety, and if you know they get the coaching staff the way that they want the coaching staff and producing the way that that they need that, this team has a bright future. The Carolina Panthers are in the middle of a rebuild. The Atlanta Falcons, depending upon what Desmond Ritter looks like long term, are going to go the way of a of a young quarterback. Tampa Bay Buccaneers will eventually go the way of a young quarterback as Tom Brady eventually retires. I would expect after this season. So the Saints end up entering right about the same time as a salary cap woes, quote unquote, lifts, right? 2024, 2025, right around that same time, all of a sudden you have a young core and you've got money to spend and put pieces around them and get them built up and all this other stuff. So that's pretty exciting for the New Orleans Saints. And maybe some people don't want to look ahead that that far. Maybe some people are already looking ahead that far, but one way or another, right? Like, like I said in the postcast, the, the the cardinal sin in the NFL is to be a bad team that is boring. If nothing else for the rest of the season, you see where the entertainment comes from for this team, as long as those guys get their opportunities, as long as particularly like Taysom Hill continues to get involved in the offense the way that we have seen uh, or the way that we saw against the Rams here today. You add on top of that the potential to shrink together some wins, things like that. Again, we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves, but there is still something to look at with this team and say, okay, this team is fun. This team is young and this team has a good outlook moving forward as long as they can solve a couple of big questions. Granted, a couple of big questions that they have to answer, but we can't predict that right now, whether or not they can answer those questions, right? So we'll see. And oh, and of course, by the way, we still also haven't seen Trevor Penny, who could be a franchise left tackle, could be a franchise left tackle, which makes you feel a little bit better about not having a first round pick next year, right? If if that ends up being the case. Um, but man, Chris Olave, Caden Ellis, Pete Werner, Alante Taylor, Paulson Adebo, Cesar Ruiz, Ryan Ramchek, Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill. Like these are guys that are going to be on the roster for at least a few more years. I think you can throw Cam Jordan and Demario Davis into that conversation as well. And there's a lot of reason to be excited about what this team can be as they as they move forward. So whether you've punted on the season, whether you're still very much engaged in the season, there's a lot of reasons in terms of the outlook of this team to be excited by the young talent that's on its roster. Bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. All right, y'all. I appreciate you so much, as always, for making me your first listen of the day every day. On Tuesday, it's our Analytics Tuesday, so we'll break things down a little bit further into like getting a little bit deeper into uh, the numbers. We'll look at exactly kind of the snap share, snap counts, EPA as well, when Taysom Hill was under center and when... Andy Dalton was under center, and we'll compare that to games where it's just kind of a full game of Andy and no Taysom. We'll look at all that. And it will also take a look at some of the quotes uh, from the press conference because I thought Taysom Hill had some fun things to say. He also had some pretty important things to say, too, in terms of looking at what this team can be moving ahead. So we'll get you all that. And of course, don't forget, we're here every single Monday through Friday, getting you ready game after game after game after game. Appreciate you so much, as always, making me your first listen of the day every day. For your second listen, make sure you go and check out Locked On Sports today. Get the biggest stories around the world of sports, the biggest breakdowns, reactions to the biggest uh, biggest moments, everything that you're looking for, including take of the day as well. You can find that uh, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Appreciate you, as always, making me a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. If you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.